Welcome to the World of Procurement Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Barnes, and today I've got Dave Jones on the podcast. And it's kind of funny, I recorded this podcast on the 28th of August with Dave, with kind of an intention to get it out sort of late October, early November. It's kind of slipped back to December. And in that time, so much has changed uh, for for Dave, really, in a good way. He And, and it's kind of the, the foundation of what we're actually talking about today. We set this podcast up so we can talk about ProcMe, which is this awesome procurement group that Dave kind of had an idea one evening, just chilling, sat on the sofa watching a bit of TV, thought, why not have a, a coffee break with a bunch of procurement people and hundreds of people wanted to get involved. And that has now developed, grown, and he's teamed up with... I'm trying to think of how many people he has uh, teamed up with. And I think it's Oliver Keith james and graham and they formed proctopus it's a, a a wonderful funny name and proc meet has kind of gone into that and it's a fortnightly event where you can jump in with a bunch of other procurement professionals across the world so that's kind of what we want to talk about today and kind of the impacts of covid on the retail sector and some other bits it's a really interesting conversation it's about 20 minutes long you'll get a lot of value out of this and you definitely need to check out what Dave is up to and connect with him. I'll see you on the other side. And as always, if you get any value out of this podcast whatsoever, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Apple Podcast Reviews is probably the best place to do this. And go over to waterprocurement.co.uk, use the link in the description and sign up to become a member. We'll just send you out a weekly email, let you know what's going on any offers we get, any exclusive news and things like that we get as we grow out this media. Wow, I was going to say media company, sounds a little bit too commercial, but as we build out water procurement into something bigger and better. Enjoy. Dave, awesome to have you on the water procurement podcast and it's good to have you because you're also doing wonderful things in this space and having, well, you work currently for a a fairly large retail company. I won't mention the names. You, you, I'll, I'll leave that to you if you want to mention it. But obviously, COVID has ripped apart a lot of <laughs> a lot of retail at the moment. As a lot of big companies have gone bust, and it'd be interesting to get your perspectives on the impacts in that environment, especially from a procurement perspective. It's been absolutely massive for us, and um, agility has been absolutely key. So getting. Um, getting every one o'clock back to March. So suddenly having to all leave the office, work remotely, um, keep the procurement projects going, but also get the PPE for our branches, um, close down a lot of the John Lewis branches securely, um, re- and the impact that had on suppliers, so renegotiating um, maintenance contracts for those branches, because uh, they didn't need maintaining anymore. Um, and it's been, um, it's been a time when procurement has really come to its own. Um, and a lot more people in our organisation now know who we are um, and the value we can bring. Um, beyond just savings, which is potentially where procurement has, has typically you know, sat in the past. Um, a few of our suppliers have gone um, out of business um, in the period and we've had to suddenly find uh, new supply, new, um, new suppliers at, at short notice. Um, and the other, the other learning um, is, is governance has had to be you know, very, very, very agile. So when we've been um, competing with other companies to get P 
PPE in so we can keep our weight choices open. Uh, we, we found ourselves in a place where some of the governance that we had historically wasn't, you know, just wasn't appropriate. So we needed to make a decision on getting a million face masks instantly. Um, and there wasn't time, you know, there wasn't time for governance, you know, for the, the normal kind of approval cycles. So that real agility and speed of decision making and bringing people into tribe type mentality from across the whole partnership something that I really hope we continue moving forward when the crisis is over. It's, it's, been, it's been a really good time for us, but challenging. Yeah, I, um, I was just thinking then how you were saying about the, the whole agility piece, because sometimes procurement is a little bit slow, laborious, uh, it hides behind process. Is that one of the sort of skill sets that may come out of this or one of the new directions that procurement maybe doesn't hide behind that whole process governance model as much as it might have and it has a bit more whether flexibility or creativity is uh, the right words to uh, to push forward with what it needs to achieve it's a balance it's a um it's a real balancing act so you need the you need to have the creativity in the function and the speed of decision making in the function but it, the same time being a retailer we can't ever find ourselves in a place where we've got um some slaves um in one of our weight chase farms there's always a it's always a balancing act between speed of it speed and agility um, and reducing risk um, and that's 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 the playoff um, and i'd say what we have found um, is is in a crisis is how we can make those trade-offs a lot more faster than we would have done historically. But we're never going to be in a place where we have no governance and no process. It's just how can we do it a lot quicker mm. yeah. to protect ourselves, but also be really fast. Yeah, definitely. And just out of curiosity, really, how has well, having a, a working from home, uh, I guess a new culture built up around that suddenly overnight, How's that effective? How has that affected your day-to-day -day procurement? Has it like made any barriers? Has, have you seen any improvements in the the way in which people are getting on with their work? So a good good example is we're currently completely redesigning our whole digital landscape. Um, we're rolling out a new um, source to settle system end to end. Okay. And we started the project, the design of the project, just before lockdown. Um, and then we went into lockdown and, and you would think, and I, I thought it myself, I thought, how are we going to deliver this massive transformation and run all these workshops and get everyone um, engaged in it, etc. Um, but what, what I actually found is that we we're actually able to deliver it a lot faster. Um, oh, wow. You're no longer um, constrained by meeting rooms. You know, um, Joe Bloggs is in Bracknell that day and the workshops in London, so you can't have the workshop, you have to delay the workshop for three weeks, or there's no meeting rooms available in a particular <laughs> location. Um, so it's actually, and people are more readily available as well than they were before. So when we were in physical offices, I would find the execs would be booked up for several weeks. Yeah. Now you can get hold of people relatively quickly um, compared to how you could before. Um, because people seem to be planning in a more short-term, agile way. Um, there are you know, 
clearly challenges to it as well. So how you create that team dynamic and that motivation and keep your team engaged and in in touch with each other um, has been yeah is an ongoing you know is an ongoing focus of mine certainly doing that. But on the whole, it's been it's been positive. No, there's some really you know, they're they're nice insights to hear because I've seen. And you've probably seen it on LinkedIn because we, we both spend a lot of time on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. There's like almost two camps, the people who absolutely love this new working from home vibe. And, and then there's a whole raft of people who absolutely hate it. And I often find that the negativity often outweighs the people who are actually singing the praises. So it's good to hear that um, you're still being able to deliver, although there are still challenges. I mean, post covid now and we're I, who knows what the world's uh, going to look like what the outlook's going to be and i've had a couple of conversations with people actually in the last week um on this very uh, topic of where is procurement going what kind of skills are, are going to be needed what's our day-to-day work going to look like i mean it'd be cool to hear your your perspectives your views on any of that as well dave so much broader you know much broader remit um, and I'm, I'm very passionate about it as you know i've written a few articles on it on on linkedin as, yeah. as a view um, and there is a real opportunity for procurement to jump on covid um, and deliver even more um, because suddenly we've been really needed by businesses and organizations um, was we haven't always had that need before um, but the the key areas of you know, the key areas of focus that I think for procurement and the opportunity is this, the circular economy. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, I loved, um, I mean, this is a bit of a spurious example, but I loved, um, Bank, I, I loved Banksy and, you know, what he gets up to. And yesterday, he, uh, it, it transpires that he has funded a boat in the Mediterranean that is rescuing, um, you know, migrants um, and asylum seekers that are trying to get over on dinghies. And he emailed um, this lady who runs these boats and basically said, hi, it's Banksy here. I've made loads of money from art um, about migrants. Clearly, I shouldn't pocket the cash myself. Um, <laughs> I'll give it to you so you can buy a boat. And, um, and that's a strange example of the circular economy. But procurement is, I think, the only function in the organisation that is the centre of the spider web and um, to bring all these various strings together to drive that, you know, to drive that forward. So that's one one theme. Um, the next theme is um, digitization. Clearly, um, <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> we yeah. talk about it a lot. Automation. Um, my advice to anyone: if if they're sitting there, spending the days um, doing tender processes, um, negotiating contracts, and they doing that broadly the same way um, as a repeatable process, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, get your mindset out of that um, because that kind of role won't exist um, in the future. We'll move to a place where a lot of that is automated. Um, and then the final thing is, and the real opportunity for procurement is the, um, the, biz- the business partnering and driving the innovation. We're still not, we're still not there on the whole. We're still viewed as getting involved at the end of the day. Uh, in yeah. Those, but the real, the real, and everyone, 
And as you do a plug for the Sustainable Procurement Ambassadors, I think there's some really good work being done on spp.f. Um, so get, get involved in that um, because that is really driving the value that procurement can bring. Yeah, I think um, I love that you mentioned the uh, circular uh, economy because you, I, I don't hear a lot of procurement people talk about this. I see uh, on LinkedIn, the, the biggest advocate of it is Deborah Dole, who um, has the, I'm trying to think of her podcast and organization. I think it's like Supply Chain Revolution. And she she does amazing things on that if you if you're not aware of her and she no, she talks no, about no. all the time so I I I I I can always connect you with her and it's something that I think effectively what you you were saying there is almost procurement up like you say bang in the middle of all of that to bring all that mm-hmm. together and really drive that sustainer sustainability yeah. element through what I guess almost regardless of what um industry you're supporting yeah. and your procurement yeah. activities as well it, it's applicable to all of them so um yeah i thought there were some great insights there dave and i want to move on because i uh, i think um throughout this whole lockdown people have been more creative than they've ever been in their lives like i've i found it really interesting and actually really freeing for a lot of lockdown because there's suddenly suddenly you're forced to stay in your house for a lot of the time yeah. i mean at one yeah. point in the uk i think we were allowed to go out once a day weren't we for exercise yeah. 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 and i can't remember how many months that lasted but i was taking the dog out and that was it i was like oh i can't actually go out again to do anything for me i was just taking my dog out for a walk so i had to be um, I had to try and find other things to do and one of those was trying to play this guitar that's just behind me here which i still <laughs> can't play um I, I finished the book i was writing and that was great but what you did at least what i know you've done is set up proc me which is a wonderful new um well actually I, I'm, I'm not going to talk i'll let you talk about it that's what you're here for it's been um it blew me away is how i'd say so it was um random idea i had sitting on the sofa one night do any of my LinkedIn mates basically fancy a coffee was my <laughs> post. And it was viewed by 25,000 people. Wow. Commented, <laughs> wow. commented by hundreds of people. So I suddenly it went to a whole new level and I had to get myself a Zoom premium account to, yeah. <laughs> to kind of cope with it rather than being like five or six of us. But what it is, it's basically, um, I try and make it not about procurement. So people join, um, they join a central room, normally about 40, 50 people in a session. And we just have a conversation. And I, will, I will move people around breakout rooms, um, about five or, five or six people, maybe eight people in a room, randomly, or Zoom will do it for me, actually. Yeah. And then they have a, they have a chat, um, and I will give them the questions. So, for example, you know, what's, your, what's your proudest achievement recently? You know, what have you used lockdown to do more of? Um, you know, what, what celeb, what's the most famous celebrity you've ever met? So it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I get that. It's not directly procurement related, um, but I know that people have found it really helpful um, in meeting each other um, and building those relationships. Um, and it's gone on, you know, I know people have gone on to do some great stuff together off the back of it. So it's been really, um, rewarding i would say is the word to use to do it it's been great so i mean obviously this started off as uh sitting on the sofa probably with a cup of tea in hand thinking of all sorts of wonderful things and this came to mind do you have any 
goals for it now? Are you, what, you, what, you, what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to keep it effectively what it is? Is just a casual conversation? Is it like a couple times a month? I know you took all of August off so that you could actually have some time off as well. Yeah. Um, what, what, what are you trying to do with it? Keep it, keep it going. But I'm speaking, I'm speaking to a few guys about you know, potential, potential spin-offs from it. So there's, um, there's quite a few startups involved in it. Um, so there's um, four or five, um, that, um, Jason, Seb, um, yeah. Tom, Tom and various other guys are doing awesome stuff. Yeah. And, and I think they would benefit from a, um, opportunity to just have a casual chat with people like you, Dan, actually myself, <laughs> others, others. Um, here's what we're doing with our business. What do you think? You know, what are your pain points? Um, you know, how can we um, build our products and kind of solve those pain points? Yeah. So that's one kind of spin-off. Um, so that that kind of facilitated conversation. Um, and then other ones are just, just continuing it, growing it, getting more people involved in it, um, and just keeping it going. I don't have any particular um, agenda points for it, um, but it could, it could certainly grow. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think, um, I mean, uh, I've, like I said, I failed to get to any of them because I've had other things on, mm-hmm. especially doing this. It takes up way too much of my time, which actually I was just <laughs> thinking about it. As you were saying, you know, you started this at lockdown. I was just thinking like, like all of this for me started in, in March at lockdown as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's bizarre to see how things actually, oh, I think things have grown faster in, in lockdown than ever before if you have done it in the right way in the sense that you've gone digitally native with yes. how you've done things it's just it's not easy to grow but the opportunity to grow is there i think and i think that's probably the same for businesses you've seen the direct to consumer model grow suddenly significantly yeah. which is yeah. uh, obviously going to impact your your retail in-store experiences but I think it's great to see uh, Proc Me. I, I was just uh, having a look to see how many members you had. Not that I'm into vanity numbers and all of that, but you've got mm-hmm. a solid 100 plus members in a LinkedIn group, which is a crazy good start from <laughs> just an idea on the sofa. And like you said, you've had, I've, I've seen the, the, the screenshots of, the, uh, of your meetings. There's, a, there's, there's just little squares across the whole <laughs> screen. It's insane. Um, and one thing I found since I've been doing this podcast is that procurement people actually love to talk about what they're up to yes. and just almost share knowledge. And I know, strictly speaking, what you're effectively you're saying is what you're doing is just getting people together for a, a cup of tea, like a coffee break or a tea break and yeah. keeping it a little bit less about work and just more about building a relationship. But it's, I think it's still the same point applies that people in this profession do love to talk to each other, which is almost, you, you don't see it everywhere else. I, well, I've, I've certainly not seen it. I don't see all the sales guys or like or sales people, just because I feel like that term is a little bit sexist actually, uh, meeting up and having these sort of group discussions. They're, they're no, everyone, no, no. It's a little bit more closed off. So yeah, I think it's been really cool to see that. I mean, how can how can people get involved with ProcMeet? That, that's probably the, the next question I want to ask. Yeah, it's the best thing is just find the group on LinkedIn. Um, and jump jump on the group and then within the group you'll find the zoom the zoom registration page and then sign up and then just join it's going to be every two weeks and um, the other change that people will see is I'll have um, I'm going to have the guest 
guest hosts as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So you're very, Dan, you're very welcome to host one if you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about live events. <laughs> that's why I do well, podcasts. It's, it's just one well, person. You'd better, <laughs> you better join one of my events first before you, uh, before you yeah, host it. But, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, just jump, just jump on and everyone's welcome. Procurement professionals. Um, set up, I'm not excluding salespeople. Um, yeah. Or, um, because... It's yeah, needed. Value, but my only, my only rule is um, I don't want any selling at all. <laughs> yeah, don't don't start spamming people in like the the message uh, uh, message chat box on uh, Zoom. That's not cool. <laughs> it's just it's not a good way. Uh, I'll make sure all your proc meet stuff is included wherever it needs to be as part of this conversation when it goes live. Right. So it'll be in the, the description, show notes, whatever you want to call it. Everything will be Excellent. there. People can just click below. They can connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, join the proc, uh, proc meet LinkedIn group and um, I won't put any links to the specific uh, meetings because by the time we're chatting on the I'm trying to think of the date the 28th of August here and this episode probably won't go live until uh, October uh, so it's, it's, it's pointless doing the, the current one but Dave it's been awesome talking to you we've, we've kind of we kind of wanted to blitz through a few different uh, subjects we want to talk about proc meet future procurement and impact of COVID and uh, what, how it's affected, especially your retail sector, because uh, I think not many people talk about that. So if I, I, I don't come across too many people in retail, um, in the procurement space, I, I don't know if it's just me. Um, mm. I've just not come across too many people. So your insights have been great. So thanks for jumping on the podcast today. No worries. It's been brilliant. Thanks, Dan.